0: it's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive the show that sputters along touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction and now here are your hosts richard and roger colby
1: hey welcome back to three-cylinder star drive i am roger colby science fiction novelist And i'm richard coots and i'm a fount of pop culture trivia Hey, we also have a couple other podcasts, um, Southern Fried Christianity, which seems to be doing okay. Mm -hmm. We haven't been killed yet.
0: Nope, not yet. uh,
1: And also I do one called Writing is Hard Work, where I write about, I talk about writing and writing tips and stuff like that and publishing and whatnot. All right, so um, today, though, on this show, we're going to talk about Legion. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to, here's the thing, um, if you haven't seen Seasons 1 and 2 of Legion, you're probably not going to want to listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm. because Richard and I just want to talk about it. We have so many things we want to talk about about this thing, because honestly, I'm going to say, I'm just going to go say it, it's one of the best, if not the best one of the best things on TV right now.
0: I honestly wish I would have kept every episode on my DVR of this season, so I could go back and rewatch them all over again before yeah. this. So
1: it is totally rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's funny how and and it's unpredictable, very mm-hmm. unpredictable. Mm-hmm. We're not sure episode to episode what we're going to get, but every time we see another episode, it's like watching art being painted on a canvas. And that's
0: a big that's another big theme going on. It's like Noah Holly's making this film, this show and it's like okay, am I seeing what I'm am I actually seeing what I'm seeing or am I seeing what they want me to see? Yeah, and that's because, a big theme of this show. Because you qu- question everything you're watching.
1: Yes. Because good old Noah is really good at twisting around the old uh uh trope. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you, you think you've seen it, you know, you think it's like one of those things where, and honestly, every episode, like I said, every episode is like watching art. I mean, season one, just just for an example, And I, I love design. I love, you know, uh, my middle daughter wants to be an architect, so she's kind of turned me on to all this design stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, the all the architecture in the first season, and the furniture and stuff is all based on Frank Lloyd Wright architecture. Uh, it looks amazing. It all looks like '70s style, you know. Yeah, weird, and that's a, weird,
0: that's a weird thing. It's like it's hard to tell what time period this is in. Yeah, because it's got like that that kind of '70s looking furniture and uh-huh. architecture. But then you got like all this clothing. really f- clothing. Yeah, the clothing too. Yeah. But then you've got like all this super futuristic tech. Yeah. And so it's like, where exactly? Where does this take place?
1: <laughs> well, as uh, I was listening to that um, Noah, what's his name? Noah Holly. Noah Holly. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast with him, and I believe and say, um, I don't want to say it was Nerdist podcast. It wasn't Nerdist. It was something else. It was a different podcast. Oh, it was uh, no, it wasn't that one either. Oh, anyway uh it was a podcast and it was an it was an interview with him and he was talking about and this was all recorded during season 1 mm-hmm. so he actually revealed something and i didn't really think about it until you know i'd seen season 2 that he was actually telling everybody what he was going to do with the whole series and one of the main characters but he did it in a way that was really kind of uh, Kind of covert, <laughs> and uh, when it plays out in season two, you're like, "Oh man, he's been planning that ever since the beginning."
0: Oh, he, dude! Yeah. If you watched his first, well, there's three seasons of Fargo so far. Yeah. On, on FX, which he he's the uh, he's the producer, creator, showrunner, uh, showrunner. Mm-hmm. He he wrote and directed at almost every episode. Um, and I haven't gotten through all. All of season three of Fargo, but the first two seasons are amazing. They're well thought out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, uh, he he plans this stuff well ahead. So um, yeah. he knows what he's doing.
1: Sometimes it takes several episodes for something to pay off. Yeah, especially
0: Fargo is like that too. Every episode, every season of Fargo so far, uh, at least the first two seasons, have started off slow and it's a slow build mm-hmm. before everything hits the fan.
1: What I love about Legion is that it explores um, psychology mm. in a way that a layman can understand it. And and so um, there's actually also a lot of philosophy in there that's kind of thrown in. It's really smart. Um, there was one episode that, honestly, I'm going to, I mean, as a teacher, I teach the uh, Allegory of the Cave, which is Plato's Allegory of the Cave. And they represented Plato's Allegory in the Cave so well on that series, on that one episode, that I must use it. Because they relate Plato's allegory of the cave, which if you're not familiar with that, what it is, Plato stated that there was a... Um, there It's like you imagine us being like in a cave. Everybody in humanity is in a cave. And we're all strapped down to this chair in the cave, staring at the back of the cave wall. And there are shadows being broadcast from the front of the cave using the light from out of the cave to shine on the back wall. And so the people sitting there at the back of the cave, they only know what they see on the shadow wall. Um, And one person is released from this and goes out, and when they go outside, they realize that the outside world is there and it's incomprehensible to Mm -hmm. them. Now, what they did was they related this story to people who... um, Uh, use a lot of social media and communicate with people on phones and stuff. And they were saying that the phone and the the people in the phone are like the shadow people. They don't have emotions. They don't have any, you know, you can just say what you want about them because they're just, you know. Right. And so it is, I'm telling you, this series has so much social commentary as well as just incredible entertainment and incredible story. I mean, I'm just really blown away It is
0: constantly... So word for it. just mind bending. It, it it's constantly toying with your perceptions of of what you're watching. Yeah. Um Then they just have kind of lines thrown in there, kind of like you know they do the recap <laughs> of every of every episode. And that, at the beginning of one, it said apparently on re on Legion. And, <laughs> this uh, happened. <laughs> this apparently, and then there was well, <laughs> another word they used in the next one, which is I I can't remember what they used, but it's constantly like. It's weird, but then there's like a whole line that's kind of like there is no past, or, or there is no pat, uh, there is no present, only the past and yeah. the future
1: and, and the, stuff like that. The but, imagery in this thing is kind of I mean, like a Salvador Dali painting uh, because um, there's <laughs> there is honestly, if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna really spoil anything, but imagine a desert plain, and in this desert plain there is a huge hole in the ground that you can't see the bottom. Okay. And there is a chain connect, a giant chain connected to a giant bathroom stopper. Yeah, it's like it's a just black sitting bathroom
0: there. Bathroom stopper. You know, it's it's, weird. it's, it's, it's so weird.
1: It's pink. It's a <laughs> pink bathroom stopper just was sitting it pink? In, Yeah, it was pink.
0: I thought it was white.
1: No. Okay. And it's just sitting there on the on the mm-hmm. desert. Yeah. And then when you approach it at one point there's a bunch of monks or something and they're all sitting cross legged all the way around the hole and each of them have a box yeah, on their like head. A square box like a on metal their head. box Weird. with like a, 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 a lock, like a it looks like a safe. They're wearing mm-hmm. a safe on their head. Um yeah, I can't really even if we were to talk about the show and try to like spoil it, it's mm-hmm. difficult to It's
0: hard to put in the words of things that you're seeing. I mean we could but it would Be hard to understand without actually looking at it.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't do it. It's like
0: something you need to see, not just hear to get.
1: It is. It is visually arresting, and a lot of times it's um, it's unsettling. There's some stuff that's really unsettling, like you're not really sure uh, what you're looking at. You know, um, again, like Richard said, it's constantly playing with your perceptions, and you're not really sure what you're looking at about half the time. And um, I would
0: just say this: at the end of season two, something's going to happen, and it's gonna like, gonna make you go, "Oh no!" But yeah. I was like, "Whoa, that yeah. was a crazy." Yeah, that, you, that, don't you see did it not coming. see that ending coming, mm-hmm. and it's just like.
1: Well, you know what though—that's what makes changes show, the show. That's what makes this show so rewatchable mm-hmm. because, um, I'm sure there are bits all through the series because you know when you get to the very end she explains, like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, and it's going back and looking at these things that happened even back in season one Mm -hmm. where that was being shown as true. You know, um, little hints you know, are being dropped, little red herrings and stuff are being dropped here and there to kind of throw you off. And when you get to the ending and you see what happens, it's like, oh, my goodness, your mind's blown. Your mind's totally blown. So Richard and I both recommend legion
0: yes and season three is coming sometime yeah. next year yeah so they're gonna they're gonna do year, a season three which is good
1: i would say that um legion is as good as breaking bad mm-hmm. i would say and that, that's saying a lot for me because well, i would say breaking Bad not just
0: with fargo but this as well is is earning himself a lot of credit in hollywood so like yeah. some le- some legitimacy so he's well, he was working on a script for a Doctor Doom solo movie, which would have been mm-hmm. interesting, but I don't think that's going to happen now. most Because, you know, the, the impending Fox-Disney merger, which that's kind yeah. of going back and forth right now, but I think Disney's going to win out.
1: But um, Oh, I, I will say one final thing about Legion, mm-hmm. um, is that it is a superhero show.
0: But it is but pure science fiction.
1: It's pure science fiction, but it's also... If you, you're saying, well, I'm tired of fiction of yeah. su- superhero shows, this show is what you need to watch. Because um, if you're tired of superhero, the, the normal superhero kind of thing, this is more of a human story than it is anything. And um, it's it's so, I mean, if you liked, I guess Logan was kind of like that. It was kinda not really a superhero not, story.
0: Not really.
1: But I it's mean... it's even more trippy than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much more deep and much more powerful than mm-hmm. any of that. I mean, it's so good. So go see it. So uh, our movie of the week. We're actually going to talk about a series of films that really get on our nerves. Mm-hmm. Transformers. <laughs> Transformers. Now here's
0: the deal about Transformers. The first three, they, I didn't mind them that much. Yeah. I actually found them entertaining. They you were uh,
1: you didn't mind you didn't mind the uh, the giant Transformers uh, gonads? Yeah, that was weird. And then in, in the and then one? the
0: the whole kind of. Racist black robot oh, that had like man. the giant gold tooth.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that so, this is stuff I didn't really pick up on when those movies first came out, but yeah. But it's kind of like you notice these things as you get older, but. Um, they they uh, but those <laughs> I didn't mind those as much. In fact, I think it's the fourth movie when I dropped out because it was just so st- so stupid, just so stupid.
1: What bothers me the most. I think is exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, the story takes forever mm-hmm. to do anything, and mostly it's just robots fighting constantly. Yeah,
0: it's just robots without fighting. any
1: kind of story, and, and just and one-liners, and you're just like and supermodels when is
0: this end? and supermodels looking yeah, pretty. That's that's pretty my much,
1: second problem with it. This is, is it's it's. it's, it's it's exploitative.
0: Mm-hmm. It is very exploitative, and I don't understand how Michael Bay keeps getting work after this stuff. Well, I do because these make a ton of money because they sell toys,
1: especially in this Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I, that he's I not. I I'm know. Honestly.
0: I don't know, man, how he's still with all this stuff. But um, yeah, see, here's the deal. I didn't mind Transformers that much because I didn't really watch Transformers much when I was a kid, so I wasn't mm-hmm. real big into them. But then, when he started making the Ninja Turtles movies, I got why Transformers films cannot stand Michael Bay.
1: Yeah, I
0: got it because yeah. I love Ninja Turtles and mm-hmm. what he did. People say, "Oh, Richard, he was just a producer on it." Come on, we all know that.
1: <laughs> He's creative. Watched, He's the creative head of the whole thing. We, all you I use to that do is, term lightly.
0: Yeah, he both doesn't. of those terms. I mean, all you gotta do is look at this—the bad script, uh, the bad script, the Megan Fox, the. The uh, yeah, the fart jokes, just all the infantile jokes. and
1: It's horrible. It's,
0: it's bad. And I just heard their reboot, and it's like, yes, Michael Bay is still producing. What? Why?
1: Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if Transformers will ever be able to recover.
0: I don't know. They, they're Michael trying Bay. to move in a different direction. Um, they're making that 80-set Bumblebee movie that's mm-hmm. coming out. I think that's out this year, is Michael
1: it? Bay's not attached to it, is he?
0: Well, he, he, Platinum Dunes, which is his production company, is still attached to it. I don't mm. know how much he involved. He said he was done with it yeah. after the last one, but with the franchise, but that may just mean he's not directing anymore, but he's right. still got behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah. I mean, uh, the last trailer, it looked visually in tone with the other films, at least in okay. their trailers and stuff, so I, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know where that's going to go. Honestly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's going to
0: have John Cena in it, which I don't like <laughs> at all. So I was John Cena! John
1: Cena. I don't know how that
0: guy keeps getting roles. I, I don't know how he's suddenly getting all these big roles. The he has movie. an
1: agent, and he wants to act, so he has money. So they're like, all right, you pay us money, we'll get you in a movie. I think that's what it is. A lot of these stars, they, they, they get a lot of money, these people like that, they get a lot of money, and then they're like, I want to be in a movie. And they... They'll pay people to be in movies. I mean, like, he, I, he, give he's, me money.
0: he's all right at doing some voice work, but the guy's not a good actor. The no, stuff I've him in, he's bad.
1: He's pretty terrible. All right. So uh, go see Legion. It's go really good. Go see Legion. And uh, secondly, uh, we do, again, we want to say we do have a couple more podcasts. One is uh, Southern Fried Christianity. And the other is writing is hard work. You can find everything on my blog uh, and on my website, rogerdcolby.com. Until then, I'm Roger Colby.
0: I'm Richard Kutz.